Welcome back to Unfold Unhinged with Caitlin, Andrea and Tori. Welcome to season two. Make sure to be following our Instagram at Unfolded and Unhinged Pod. So I got distracted by Tori muting herself. It was nice. It's like, it like a cat, like a laser pointing at like something on your wall. Like has Caitlin just like, <laughs> and take two. Welcome back to Unfolded and Unhinged. Today we are having a general chit chat about friendship. What a wonderful thing! No, that's a that's a Kuna Matata. Never mind. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, you are catching, uh, well, you're catching me at a bad time because I'm once again ill, but I'm hoping it's just a 24 hour thing and that I will be on the mend tomorrow, all going well. Haven't you been sick for like more than 24 hours though? It kind of, yeah. Well, yeah. I swear but... you told us you weren't feeling good about two, two days ago. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it actually has been brewing for probably the start of the week. That's very accurate. Yeah, that is correct. So that means I have to be at the tail end of it by Friday. It just makes sense. That's how illness works. It does. If that makes you feel better. I mean, it has to. I don't want to spend a weekend being ill. So I'm I'm manifesting that I will wake up tomorrow fresh as a daisy. Although I've never understood that term because sometimes when I'm out in my garden, the daisies are like, they've it's almost like they've gone to bed for the night. Like they're closed in. Which I'm sure somebody who like studied or actually paid attention in science in school would be like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Because when it gets like to the evening time and the sun is gone, the flowers like turn in and then open back up in the morning. And I'd be like, ah, photosynthesis that's probably not at all what photosynthesis is either but it's the only scientific term I remember from paying attention in school that's the only thing I remember and it makes me sound somewhat smart but yet I can't explain what the process is something to do with light and flowers and soil and water and stuff all that good stuff yeah anyway this isn't about me sounding like an idiot I do that enough on a daily basis it doesn't need to be recorded for the world to see <laughs> um yeah as Caitlin said we are going to have a chit chat about uh friendships in general um and you know we can talk about the ones you had like when you were five and you put like little rings on your finger being like oh my god we're gonna get married when we're older ah. no we're gonna talk about friendships like when you're in your 20s the ones that people don't prepare you for because i will die on the hill that uh, a friendship ending or like a friendship breakup in your 20s, in your 30s, whenever it is, it's worse than heartbreak. It is, yeah. and I've never experienced heartbreak, but I, if I, I was, I don't think it would come close to the feeling of you've known a person for the majority of your lifespan and then that just it's gone whether it's through a fight or whether it is through just naturally your life you drift apart I actually think I would prefer a fight because at least you know what the cause is and what the root is the the genuine like just drifting apart or just like the stopping of contact is worse for me and that that's my experience with it that's what's happened to me and to me that's nearly worse because even though you don't think of the person or people you know as much as you did when you see an Instagram post or a Snapchat thing or anything to do with them online the first thing you will automatically think is oh wow like they're all meeting up or like they've met up with like people I went to school with if we had kept in contact, I would be there or I would have at least got the, the got the invite. But 
when you don't have the closure of knowing what the root of the issue was that your friendship just finished and like was just cut clean you're constantly going to be thinking in the back of your head when those small reminders come up like what would what would it be like now for us like would we still be as close as what we were in like high school would we be having like the big life-changing like conversations if somebody gets married or somebody you know gets a new job or somebody finds out they're pregnant whatever whatever big life changes you you then don't get to have those conversations when you would have discussed them when you were younger which is it's sad and I would I would definitely say that it's not a fun feeling especially when I would say for me personally, I didn't have like, I had like, you know, the way in school people have like cliques of friends and like you might talk, like you'd be social with other groups, but you have like then your core group that's just, whether it's like you and two other people or you and five other people or whatever it is, you have your core group that's just ye and like you'd see each other every weekend or, you know, you'd have classes and stuff together or you'd make plans in the weekends, whatever, whatever. That was for me what mine was. I had a a core group that was just me, and it was just me and like my two or three other friends. And then like that, we talk all the time. We used to be in the same like base classes together. And I want to say it was when when the girls when we all started to to go off to college and stuff. An awful lot of them went to the college that was in like the same uh, county. And I went to, I attended one in a different county, but I'm too much of a home bird. So I ended up not liking the course I picked and I came home very early. I just wasn't happy, but they all stayed together and they would have invited me down for, I think it was the first year or two. Like if they had any big college events going on, like nights out, things like that, I'd go down and stay the weekend. But then as college went on for them and they obviously then got closer to girls that we would have went to school with, but they wouldn't have initially been very close with. They would end up like living together. They'd obviously get their new set of memories together. And, you know, like I was 100% happy for that. I'm not the person that's going to be like, oh, I should have been a part of that. Oh, I wanted to take part and I wasn't invited. Couldn't care less about that. I was 100% all for it. But then I think even when they finished college and I was finished doing my course in that, it just seemed you kind of have to look at it at a point where for me, I noticed I was the one that was putting in all the effort. So it would be me texting first. It would be me checking in to see how everyone was. It would be me initiating, you know, let's do something when you come home. Are you coming home at the weekend? Like, let's do something. Really want to catch up, even if it's just come over for a cup of tea. Like, let's do something. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop and see how long it takes for somebody to reach out to me first and to start the conversation of maybe like, let's meet up or something. I didn't get texted or anything for well over a month. And I was like, okay, you kind of have to take a look back and say, right, was this friendship always based on you being the one putting in 100% and maybe getting 50 back? Because when they're with you, it's great. And you have the best time. Then you separate. And then you once again are the person initiating something to do. And then they come in and it's great. I then had to take a step back and be a bit like, okay, I've noticed now when I don't put in the effort, I'm not their first thought or their first person that comes to mind when they want to do something or plan something and then I think what done it for me was they they planned a trip like they planned a holiday and I found out through them posting stuff online while they were off in a different country wherever it was they went to and I remember actually texting them and being like uh like what happened 
like did you just not want me to come was it just a thing you wanted to do as a group I would have been fine if you had told me that and then it was like oh it was just so last minute like we just we booked it on the fly like we were all sitting together around a laptop we just decided to do it but then I was like no because one of the other people you invited wasn't sitting with you when you were booking it but you managed to send that person a text and ask that they want to go but I was left out and then just after that, just kind of like I saw everything a bit differently. And you know the way they say parents have like a like a sixth sense? My parents did because I remember they would always say to me, you're the mother of the group. You're always you're never enjoying your night, your nights out because you're looking after them. You're always worrying to make sure they're all right. You're looking after them first, thinking of them first they're not thinking of you first. They're not the ones that are going to be like, oh my God, is Andrea okay? Oh my God, we need to go check on Andrea. That's never been the case. And for me, it did feel like that. They could argue and say, absolutely not, that's not the case. But we've never sat down and had that conversation. And it has been years now, years and we haven't spoken. We might get like an odd happy birthday when the birthdays come around. And that's about it. And it is sad because I would have seen these people as like, these are my like forever group that no matter what happens, we'll always make time and effort. And as I said, it's nearly worse when it gradually just dissipates into nothing. And you're left wondering, well, was I the cause of the issue or was it a two-way street? Was it them? And... Yeah, as I said, I would I would have much rather like this huge, huge fight of like us being like, you're the problem. No, you done this. You done that. And then at the end of it, say, OK, you know what? That's it. That's fine. We're never going to find a, a, a resolve to this. You don't like me. I don't like you. That's the end of this friendship. Clean cut out the door. When you don't get that. It is heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking. And I will not lie and say that there have been times where I've wanted I've wanted to like ring them or text them and be like, oh my God, I have this amazing news or oh my God, I'm having such a shit day. Like I need to talk to you about this or like we need to meet up. Like I know you'll make me feel better. And then I realized, well, no, you can't do that because you're no longer, you are now essentially a, a, a chapter in their book you are not one of the characters that is coming along on their story. You were a single chapter and that chapter has passed. Best way to describe it. I mean, it, it, like you said, I, I mean, I've had similar situations where not in the sense of that, but I had, um, also they were very shitty friends for not inviting me on holiday, by the way, that's fucking shitty. Um, but I, mm. this one kind of got resolved on its own. Whereas me and the girl are our best friends again. Like, we, we see each other quite a bit. But in high school, obviously, everybody drifts apart. And I've been friends with this girl since I was four. So I've been friends with this girl a very long time. And during high school, we drifted apart. We didn't really speak to each other. Like, my sister and her sister were friends. But they, they drifted apart during school. All that kind of stuff. They're different people. Um, and... It was only when, weirdly enough, she got a puppy and she messaged me and she, this is the first time in about four years I'd heard from her, like actually heard from her. And she was like, will you come over and meet Cody? And I was like, yes. Oh my, this was like a really big surprise, but because she felt it wasn't like it was, it was just a pure drift apart that when we did see each other, it was absolutely great because it was like no times passed because we always had the same sort of interest. We were really fucking weird with each other. And I mean, we still are, but, you know, she's she's 24. I'm nearly 24. And she, we're fucking mental when we're, when we're with each other. I'm not allowed to be near her on, on, on her own because I don't want to get her in trouble. Apparently it's my fault. Um, But then I was also with her when she met her now partner. And that was something that was nice considering I'd seen her go through pretty shitty relationships that had been quite traumatising for her, that sometimes she would ask my opinion on. But it was just, it was nice to get that back. And now, like, we see each other, like, every other month. Like, obviously, things have been quite busy, so I haven't seen her as much as I would like to. 
um but we do have plans for like my birthday and we always plan things and we always go out and it's nice because her boyfriend comes and now my boyfriend comes so it's nice that we can do that with each other whereas with my previous relationship I wouldn't invite him because he didn't like Jess's boyfriend because Jess's boyfriend used to call him out on things and basically mm. say you know you're being shitty with her like forgetting about my birthday and leave me on my own birthday Andrew came and took me out with Jess like it's it's different things like that like that dynamic where you get that friendship back it means the world but I did have a friendship that I was very blindsided in seeing that there was red flags there <laughs> I did not see the red flags I was Matt Murdock I did not see the red flags at do all. we know about this do we know about this friendship you, you yeah you will Yes. Is this the one that me and Caitlin also spotted red flags? I don't know. Or do you just have a lot of those? I have a lot. Yeah, of are you? No, I don't okay. know if it's I this one. It's I think you're colorblind. <laughs> Maybe not. They gotta be green flags for Lana. Um, yeah. But basically, um, they'd isn't I'd met through my job, and. My, my family seem to think that in their opinion that um the reason I lost that job was because of her and my family from the get-go didn't like her they didn't like it they didn't like how she acted and they didn't like how she tra- trapped me she always used to put me down but I used to obviously red flags everywhere I couldn't fucking see them um I think the actual friendship in total lasted well under a year and that is how quick in succession she tried to take control. And because I am, she did something and I immediately would just went, no, that's not right. And I stepped away and I moved away from it. She continued to try and take that control even after the year it had gone. And it was more of she was trying to con- take control of her ex-boyfriend as well, who I was very good friends with. And neither of us were having it. Um, I think one of the things that she um that she definitely did was um we were we met up without really telling her because neither one of us was speaking to her. We'd met up in Manchester. We just went out for food and we were staying in like separate hotel rooms or whatever. Um, and she um she had been logged the relationship had ended quite abruptly in the sense that he'd found out that she was cheating when he was on holiday and she tried to I've talked about this before where he got a flight came here and then obviously in some sort of thing she ended up going back down there but when she went down down there she'd taken his passport and brought it back up here and he had to fight to get his passport off her. He wasn't coming all the way up here. It was a constant match. He was like, oh, I'm too busy and all this. And in the end, I had to get involved and just said, just send him his fucking passport. He was leaving for a holiday with his now fiance. And she refused to send his passport. But she badmouthed this fiance to the high heavens. And this fiance is, oh, I love her. I love her to bits. Um, anyway, she, um, if somebody didn't go her way, she, when she lost control, she was a complete and utter control freak. When she lost control over me, because I seen like the red flags just popped up, and I was like, oh, I don't like the look of that. And I stepped away from the friendship and I stopped answering her messages and I stopped answering her calls and I stopped letting her in the house. And it was a boundary that I had to set because she started, started dictating what I could and couldn't do. And I think my last straw was when she and I watched her do this was when she literally tried to um basically in summary gaslight her ex-boyfriend into thinking that she hadn't slept with one of his friends on a holiday and maliciously tried to gaslight by them had this full-fledged mental breakdown and after she left I took one deep breath and I went that's it because she turned up at my house at one o'clock in the morning Jesus. Yeah, that's how. And don't get me wrong, I, I loved I loved her mom. 
and I got on really well with her dad. But but what I've noticed is our friendships last about a year. Because there's a pattern there, so yeah, it's 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 a lot of narcissism, lots of manipulation, and a lot of gaslighting to think that you're the problem if you have this problem with me. And in the end, I just stopped responding. And then she messaged me over lockdown because, um, I'd broken a phone, and her mum had given me a phone, but I'd broken that phone, and. I just was up running on this. She was like, where'd you get that new phone from? And I said, well, I had to buy it to the other one. And she was like, well, that's not good enough. You should have just replaced the one you had. I was like, um, no, it was it was beyond repair. <laughs> and I just left it at that. Um, I didn't get involved when she got engaged. I didn't want anything to do with that. I don't speak to her whatsoever. I do have her on social media. However, my sister has her. But I think... I think I, I massively set a boundary with her. Like, she she wasn't allowed to just come over and control anymore after a while. She literally, I wouldn't let her. And that is where, that's where I stopped. And then I started to realise, actually, I mean, now sitting, sitting and looking back on it, her, being friends with her did have a factor in why I left that job. I didn't necessarily lose that job. I left that job because of the bullying that I went through and still and up until about lockdown I couldn't even walk past that area oh my my no you're good you're good I don't know what happened there my everything went green sorry <laughs> technical difficulties um and I, I didn't Hulk. stop lying it was Caitlin that turned green that was oh. my tv Oh, oh, okay. So it's okay. Oh, thank God. Right. Idiots. We didn't even think to be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a reflection off of something maybe she has on in the background. And and it's, like, yeah, it's oh, my God, it's glitching. It's broken. Yeah. Oh, my God. Panicked. Um, But yeah, I st- I don't talk to her. I don't get involved. But she, she did end up getting engaged to the guy that she was cheating on her, on her then boyfriend with. Um, oh, perfect there. Yeah. I. Has it lasted more than a year, out of curiosity? Yeah, it's it's about, I mean, very quickly, may I add, they bought a house together. And when I say very quickly, I mean, between about four and six weeks of the ex-boyfriend dumping it. They bought a house. Yikes. I don't understand why people go off making some <laughs> big ass steps. I'm like, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just old school. I don't know. I can't. I I think that's so much responsibility. You're putting out a trust in each other that you're going to be able to look after a home together. And it's like, four to six weeks? I don't even think I'd be comfortable yeah. donating a litre of blood to a fellow I was think- after four to six weeks. I do, however, think that they've had a bit of an on-and-off relationship because I do know that she kind of went off the rails last year from what I could see on social media. I mean, that's just me airing a little bit of dirty laundry, but she did go a bit off the rails and there was no photos of him anywhere. And then all of a sudden she pops out with a, I'm getting married! And everyone's like, um, he was single about three weeks ago. <laughs> but she's my, my grandma didn't like her because she was very honest about my grandma's very old school and you know my grandma can be <laughs> um in certain conversations and this girl walked in and very openly and honestly spoke to my grandma about how many um how many abortions she's had um how many oh, no you don't mention you don't mention the a word around your grandparents oh no 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 um how many um you just you name it and how many sexual partners she's had in front of literally she'd done my grandma about five minutes my grandma looked at me and I looked at my grandma because I knew that, that that was a red flag that I didn't ignore because I said away in the car I was like that was really out of order I was like my grandma's a very traditional woman she's a very like you know she's very old-fashioned you should not have gone in there and announced that you'd had so many abortions it was very out of character it was very out of place and you uh, and I tell you now you won't be allowed back in my grandma's house oh don't be silly no you won't be and I'm telling you now because I'm not going to invite you she was never allowed back oh my lord I think the closest we've touched the topic me and my granny about boys is she's I've been like oh I have plenty of suitors 
I just don't meet my standards. And that's about it. That's about as close as we get to that topic because it's like, you don't, what, that, that, ew, I wouldn't know. I, I mean, I'm sure I've cracked a joke or two with your grandmother about my lack of suitors or my very high standards. But it is in, it's in good taste and you read yeah. the room. You know yeah. what to say and what you don't say. Yeah. But my grandma, although she is quite old fashioned, like you can have that conversation with her. Like she'll There's be very to do it. She'll she'll be very open about are you using protection, which absolutely makes me die inside. And then she'll go, but are you, are you like have you got like have you got your pill enough? Do I need to go with you? Because I, I at one point I refused to go and get me pill by myself at Timmy Grant. <laughs> I used to feel that awkward. She stopped to hold my hand. Um, and yeah, she's I like I've got that relationship with my grandma where she'll like we'll have that conversation like she won't ask but then she'll like she'll suddenly ask and she'll be like do I need to know about this and I'm going no no I do not yeah, my mother my mother used to shout out the door to us when we used to be going out on nights out like she'd shout to like me and my brother like whoever was going out that night she'd just go make sure Johnny's got you covered Johnny being a condom make yeah. insinuating make sure you're wrapped up I don't want you coming home with any surprise <laughs> surprise yeah. children and I'd be like, ah, a frog spawn. How lovely. <laughs> it was a, who's it by? <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's the father? Um... <laughs> well, it would happen. Well, I'd be assuming it would be him <laughs> if he was coming home. Well, I would have to be said, I would have to be the frog spawn person if I was the one that ended up coming home um, uh, pregnant, just being like, <laughs> surprise Johnny didn't work in fact the other Johnny that made this happen worked very well yeah <laughs> um, wait we've gone we've gone slightly off topic. topic sorry but yeah my, my point being is that you have some friendships that are meant to, like these people are meant to come in here to teach you a lesson about who's right in the world and who isn't and this person should have been locked up in a fucking asylum years ago in my opinion, yeah, I think there's people in your life that, although you might distance yourself for a while, they do come back, and that is because they're, they're the right people. Mm. Whereas some people that, when they leave, you let the door shut and you don't go after them because all that's going to cause is heartbreak. It's only going to cause more problems in the future. So let that door close and do not open it. Barricade it if you have to, because that is the end of an era and that needs to be shut completely. Like, look, don't get me wrong. As I said, the the friends that I fell out with, uh, or I won't say fall out with because that's a bad term. It's just that we we drifted apart. I I would absolutely love, and it would be contradicting what I've built now without them. But there are absolutely times where I wish, oh my gosh, you know what? I just wish we could all meet up and have things the way they used to be. They would probably never be the way they used to be if we do meet up again because I think I will always still hold that door slightly ajar because I've still kept notes that we used to pass in secondary school notes we would write to each other I've kept cards that we used to give to each other on our birthdays and stuff because we were the weirdos that used to have like catchphrases or we would like quote films and stuff and those would be our like funny like little things between us so I've kept all those and like I do wish one day that there will be a time where we would all just sit down and be a bit like what happened and going forward I would actually really like if we kept in touch a bit more but as you said Tori I do think people are supposed to come in you're supposed to learn a very tough lesson and I do think that was mine because they were my it there wasn't anyone outside of it no I stand corrected. There is a group outside of that group before I met ye that I don't even class as best friends. I class them more as sisters because I was reared in their house. And um, if they do listen, they absolutely know who they are because I'm like the fairy godmother to one of their kids. And I, you know, they are like sisters to me and that nothing will ever take that away. But I do think that the friends that I had came into my life to teach me the lesson that you can't just be so dependent on these set people and I think when we did drift apart and then I realized when I looked around and realized I didn't have anybody else I had to kind of step out of my comfort zone a bit and learn to 
make new friends, which is harder when you are out of school and you, whether it's in a work setting or like that, like I would have, if you had told me back when I was like 15 that, oh yeah, Andrea, when you are like 23, you are going to meet a group of people online and they are going to become your best friends. I'd be like, that's called kidnapping. Like, <laughs> no, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. I'd be like, absolutely not. That would make, that would spike my anxiety to realize I would have to talk to people. I would be like, absolutely not. I have my group. So I think I learned the tough lesson that you cannot always be depending on people, that you will, that you will eventually fade out, that you, they will not always be depending on you, which means you then have to find somebody else to bring into your your little sanctuary and then learn to depend on yourself more and trust yourself more that you can do things without um the assistance of of other people but as i said i'm sure there will come a time when you know we will all meet up again and, and we will have to have the conversation of like what actually did happen like was it me was it a two-way thing and can we fix it or is there just there's no going going back from from that but um Caitlin I'm I'm intrigued to hear your tale because you did give me a little um snippet or a little tidbit before we before we started this so I am intrigued to hear about your tales of, of friendship and maybe the the highs and lows of it so I'm not one for ending friendships very often because like outside of like this group I have literally had fallouts with every friend at least once knock on wood no I've got like I've got one best friend that's from still from secondary school like I've known her 10 years this year I think it is oh. and we fell out once and it was a petty thing because we fell out out of jealousy because she'd introduced me to one of her friends and we became close very quickly. Mm. So she felt really left out, not intentionally. Yeah. But then like, I think it was three, four months later, like she was the first person that I spoke to just before my nan went into her surgery because I had such a bad feeling that something was going to go wrong. And like mm. my first instinct was, okay, I need to message this friend. Yeah. We hadn't spoken at all. Hadn't seen each other, hadn't think since the night we ended our friendship. But she was the first person like, okay, no, I need to message her. And it's funny because she told me like later on that she almost didn't open the message. Like she almost decided like, well, we fell out for a reason. Yeah. Now, our friendship is probably like one of the best friendships I've ever had. And like, if I was to have a child, she'd probably be the godmother of my child. Hmm. Not that she knows that, but it's one of those. <laughs> if she's listening now, surprise. <laughs> surprise. But then, like, before I became like really close friends with her, because I only started being. Like, I'd known her, but I hadn't been friends with her until, like, the last year of school. And the only reason we became really close was because I had another friend who, like, literally the day I started that school when I moved into the country, she kind of became my friend from the start. But then, like, towards... She was a very... In the... I don't know how to make it nice... I don't think she's ever going to see this and pray, touch what she doesn't. But she's someone that makes herself a victim in everything. Ah, okay. So we fell out because she became friends with someone else at the school that I was like, fair enough, you know, other friends, not really an issue. But the friend would start telling lies and like, not just about her like like this person was lying about her family life but she then started telling lies that I was saying stuff behind Mary like my friend's back or ex-friend's back even though I hadn't and like all the messages I had from her were like 
casual conversations, nothing that could even prove that I was saying anything mean. Yeah. But this person believed them over me. So like I cut friendship because I was like, okay, no, that's yeah. not. I was like, I didn't like this person much, like the friend that she'd be, like she'd made, just because she wasn't my kind of person. And then like once it came out, she'd lied about a lot of heavy things, and I was like, yeah, no, okay, my my vibe was right. But when we left school, we didn't speak for years. I think. We talk on and off, kind of like just casual, like, hello, how are you kind of things. But then during one of the years, we became close for a period of time. And then it would just kind of simmer down into nothing again. I'd move on. And then when COVID lockdowns are happening and it hit the point where we could go for walks and stuff with friends in a park, she asked if I wanted to go for a walk. We did. And that was great, you know, it was, for lack of a better word, it was just, it was good because it meant I wasn't in the house for that long. Because yeah. at that point, the only place I was, was work and home. I hadn't seen anyone else. So I was like, it's good for socialization. Pretty much that was it. And then like we, our communication kind of just cut out again. And I was like, that's not really bothering me so I was like okay that's kind of a sign <laughs> you know when you're not bothered by someone not messaging you it's kind of like yeah yeah and then I remember I outgrowed she's always claimed I've been her best friend like she still does and as mean as it sounds she's nowhere near any kind of level of best friend for me Mm -hmm. in my opinion we've out I've, I've outgrown that friendship yeah like that friendship was school friendship and in my opinion should have stayed a school friendship it should never have been outside of a school thing yeah. but she's kind of I mean I haven't spoken to her in like six months I think seven months nearly but the last time I saw her which was December 2021 I remember we went for a meal and it was during the Christmas market and we were I think we were in town for about three hours and in that three hours she only asked about me like my life once Ooh. and the rest of it was pretty much just speaking about her life and her other friends that have um done her wrong and stuff like that she only asked one question about me the entire time and that was it and I kind of put me in a point where like okay this friendship is not really where I'm at in my life anymore yeah you kind of had your answer I was like yeah I, I can't do this I don't want to go into like seeing a friend and it's not a like two-way street yeah and then the more like I said they're thinking I was like it's not really a one-time thing because she's she's nice but her family have coddled her a lot hmm. she was bullied in school which is why she put a lot of thing like friendship on me purely because when I joined the school, it meant she had someone new that didn't know the circumstances. She, and yeah, and she could befriend and everything. And that was great. But she's, such, she's a very, like, victimized person because you could do anything and it's, oh, you're bullying me. Hmm. Like, small things, it's she like in class she'd if a person was talking to their friend in a lesson she'd be that person that would go oh um to the teacher like oh this person's been talking and it's really annoying and stuff like that and then 
someone would turn around and tell her to shut up or something and it would be bullying. Oh my god, I'd be nah, I'd be like, Rat, stop ratting me out to the teacher. Like, leave me be. I'm not bothering you. But this is a thing, and she did it a lot. And I was like, that is why no one really befriended her. Yeah. Because she was like very much she'd tell the teacher everything. And Man, come like, on. Like teachers only want to get on with like their class. They've got a lesson plan. They don't want somebody piping up every five minutes being like, Caitlin won't stop talking. Tori is flicking the back of my head with her pencil. Like just unless it's something serious, just let everyone get over the class. Well, this is what this is the thing. And everything would be bullying. And it's like and I only found out this years after like one of our fallouts was that apparently because like, her aunt passed away when I think 2012, 2011, 2012, one of those years. And she turned around and said, oh, and, and I only found this out like once we'd left school that she wasn't happy because apparently I laughed. And I was like, I would never have laughed at something so serious and quite frankly I'm pretty sure I was the only person in that school that was there for her when it happened yeah. and I was like I would never have made a joke out of someone's family member dying that's especially more, that says more about about her than it does about you to think that you would misconstrue or come up with something that would be so like demoralizing of my character just so you could come up with something to make me feel bad for me to turn around and say I'm so sorry poor you but this is it and I was like there is a level of like how much you can take and it's and I say it's because like my best friend from um, school obviously knows her and like it was a very weird thing because I if that friendship hadn't ended when it did in school, I would never have become close friends to where I am now. Mm. But like that, like, I mean, the girl still messages me every now and then and acts as if I'm a best friend and she'll send me like those TikToks about best friend being best friends to me. And I'm like, and as much as I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't know how she classes me as her best friend when she has a lot of friends now because she started like being active in a gym and she met a lot of people there. And I was like, I don't see how I'm a best friend when we haven't spoken to to each other in probably seven months. And before that, I think it was months before that. But I was like, Surely you should have a feeling of when a friendship is outgrown. Caitlin be sending her those acquaintances TikToks. <laughs> You're such a good acquaintance. So nice. But it is. It's I think there's a very different way of like how friendships end. Mm. It's like obviously Andrew, yours like dwindling down to them being a group and you feeling left out. Mm. To it, Tori's many friendships, different versions of friendships where one's just really toxic, yeah, and the other one came back to being a friendship, yeah. Do you know the way at the end of a NASCAR race, they've got a person with the ginormous checkered flag that could be standing in front of Victoria with it, and it's red and it's ginormous, and he, they are waving <laughs> it in front of her, being like watch out and Tori is just like Lewis Hamilton being like I don't see it zoom uh, no that was that no no I see I see the flags the one, now try and try and try and please try and plead your case on okay. this there are when two people here who can, who can vouch Pardon? Let, let's think about when did you actually start seeing the red flags about like eight months into the friendship wow okay but in in life because we've known you three years. three years 
just gone clear. Yeah, there's there's some questionable people that you've told us about in the last three years. Mm -hmm. A few are like really big. Right. All right. Well, actually, no. I I I think. I think no. I can't believe my case yet because I do tend to try and see the best in people. But I say this right. But however. Or something of them. <laughs> We're uh, <hold> here. <laughs> hold on. Let's... The angry, the angrier I get, the more my Irish comes out. I've never used Ara here, I'd say on this, on this podcast since we started. That's how baffling that statement was. Blasphemous. <laughs> I think, in my own opinion, is like I said, I try, try is the main word. Yeah, I try and see the best in people. But if you give me an immediately, mm, no, bad vibe. Um, bad vibe. If you, if they, no, I am a very good judge of character. Hang on, hang on. Sometimes I don't tend to say, because people can be deceiving. <laughs> don't belittle me. We're not belittling you. But there are some specific friendships that the red flags have been showing for a lot longer and you still let them in your life for a while. Not anymore. I know who you're referring to and not anymore. Not anymore, but how long did it take you to like cut that oh, out? I, st- I stopped with that friendship about a year ago. If we're thinking yes. the same one. And how many stories did we get in the group chat? quite a few so i I I can clearly bring the book to trial and put the crimes on the stand okay in my own defense right i was still really struggling in my identity and who i was i had obviously out of lockdown came into this new person i was very a very shallow very very quiet person that i wouldn't have a lot of friends i didn't have a lot of friends i clung on to a very abuse and mentally abusive and very detached relationship for a very long time in the hopes that that would fix something but it didn't it only caused me more problems in the long run and I think deep down with friendships I tried to cling on to something hoping that people will change and in the end it didn't change because all that was changing was me getting more annoyed that they weren't doing what I was asking or doing or making me feel bad for not attending something because I was the one that in this money or I was the one that couldn't attend because I had other things going on and they'd make me feel guilty about it. So in a, in the long run, it eventually, now, I don't, I think I speak to one of them. And that was the person that I was close to, who I still love very dearly. I do speak to them. And I did hear when The Secrets We Keep came out last week, another one of them messaged me and sent me a congratulations so proud of you and that's all I got from them and that was the last time I really heard from them um apart from their birthday and I think just that having that boundary now that I know there's the majority of that group I wouldn't even speak to now wouldn't dare but there's one person in that group that they never did anything wrong it's just we kind of drifted apart you know I will give you that that is fair I will say that I like that you cling on to the hope that and there will eventually be a turning of the leaf or uh, something better around the corner that this yeah. the, that the yeah. bad part of it is or not even so much the bad part but just the whether like that whether it's the distance or it's the lack of communication or like you said maybe the belittling or the not feeling good enough like that that essentially will go because the next around the next bend it's it's back to the way it was and it's and it's going to be fine so i will give you that i am i'm guilty of that myself but my God, is there a few I would like to kneecap? But anyways, we don't need to do that anymore now. So no, I'm, I'm lovely now. This is also a sign of a good friendship when your friends are the ones that can call out uh, your bad friendships and also help you through said bad friendships. Do you know what I think is brilliant that I think about daily is when Andrea and my grandma decided to plot how they were going to either egg or destroy my ex-boyfriend's house. I think that's a friendship. Oh, that was great fun. Yeah, sat, it just sat around, just going, oh, we could do this. No, that wouldn't work. We could do this. No, that wouldn't. What about this? Oh, I hate that. 
Yeah, it'd be it. great because nobody would see it coming if I was walking a sweet little old lady down the road being a good citizen and she pulls out a tray of eggs out of her handbag and we just go ham on the house. You know what I mean? And nobody, even the passerbys would be like, we can't arrest an old lady. You can't do that. And I'm like, I know we can't. So shut up and stay moving. <laughs> you know, they'd never see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think friendships are a funny thing and they're going to come and go. Like you're either going to have that one friendship that's going to either last a very long time and they're very rare or you're going to have a friendship that is a lesson or you're going to have multiple friendships that are lessons things of a day um but those friendships are here to teach you lessons for you to find new ways and new friends who actually listen to your concerns and listen to who you are as a person and encourage you in your future endeavors and your future prospects and not belittle you and make you feel valued in this world and they're the kind of friendships that you need in your life I also think don't be afraid. I think if you have a if you have a genuine friendship and you you feel like and you you know the people that are around you. If you have a group like if if Caitlin or Tori were to turn around and like call me out on something or were to tell me that what you were doing is wrong or listen, I don't really like the way you've been doing that. If you've got genuine friends and they call you out on something or if they want to address something with you. Like if you know they're your genuine friends and, the, and you know that they're doing it from a place of good, I'm sorry, you can't play victim because they are the people that know you and have seen you through thick and thin. So if they're pulling you aside on something, you have to listen and you have to maybe, whether it's you are questioning, well, how did I do that? Or or tell me when I did that or or at least question what it is they're calling you out on at least be able to have the direct conversations. Don't be afraid of having tough conversations and friendships. They need to be had because yeah. it's the only time you're going to get a raw, unfiltered opinion. And that is from your friends because they won't sugarcoat it. They won't, they're not, they're not trying to hurt your feelings, but they're telling you the truth. And an awful lot of the times, that's what you need to hear. You go to anybody else, whether it's an acquaintance or a coworker, you're not going to get that. They're going to give you the, sweetened version to make you feel better and validate what you're feeling you want your real honest answers you go to your best friends the ones that are going to be like nah sorry you were bang out of order for that and I'm going to be the first one to tell you that yeah. those don't be afraid to have uh, difficult conversations um in your in your friendship groups either because they can be very therapeutic I think this whole podcast very therapeutic I don't know about you but I feel very relieved and relaxed after all that me too it's been a good one it has been a good one also i don't know i know it's our timer is saying less than a minute have you been able to hear my stomach growling this whole time has it been picked up on the mic no thanks be to god it sounds like the gruffalo's child is down there he's just it's just been (laughs) rumbling and tumbling for the like the last 10 minutes and i'm like oh my god if they can hear that on the mic that's going to be treacherous anywho we have run out of time for this week we hope you've enjoyed this. Don't be afraid to let us know when you're in our Instagram and whatnot, all your friendship tales and that. And we will see you next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This is probably going to cut out, but have a lovely night, ladies.